0: Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Shout out. We here. Hey. We gotta at least get into a verse.
1: Go for it. Let
0: your down your Are we here today? What's good, people?
1: Hey, what are we listening to? D, what is this before we get started?
0: This is Daytona 500, Ghostface Killer, Capadonna, Raekwon. Okay,
1: Danny, what's good? What's good? What's good? Everyone welcome to episode 92 of Speak on It. I am your host Andy Ocean. Is always joined by the best DJ this side of the United States, Losty Mix. How you living today?
0: Man, let me tell you something. I woke up, I woke up this morning so I can tell you right now I'm blessed, but you already know when you see this Nas fade, it could only be one brother, the good brother, Losty Mix. People, you could have been anywhere in the world. But you here with Danny and myself, which means if you here with us, we're here to speak on it. We are here hey. to speak on it. I think we have a loaded agenda pause today. Uh I think we have a big loaded agenda. I think um, you know, I think there are some there are some really serious topics in the sports world versus you know, you know, particularly in the NBA. I'm gonna let y'all know right here, right now, I did not come to be serious. I came to get these jokes off while talking a little bit of sports. So if you came to get your 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 Mr. Morale and the big steppers on, please kiss my ass. That's all I'm gonna say. It's all, straight up, just kiss kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Danny, how are you doing, my brother?
1: I'm better now. That was hilarious. But yes, we are here to get these jokes off, as we are every week. Um every week? It was I'm doing great. You and I were able, I was in your neck of the woods this weekend. We were able to link up for the first time in a long time. It was very oh yeah. The yeah. pleasure was, was all mine. It, was, it, was, too, it was a it was great to see you, I will say. Uh I did ask you a question and it was a pause moment and it was hilarious. And I went home and I told my wife, and she cackled uh when I asked you. So D and I grabbed breakfast and Sausage was on the menu, and I was like, "Have you tried the sausage here?" He, of course, said, "Pause." Extremely loud. <laughs> and I had to.
0: <laughs> nah, you're not. Nah, you're not telling the story the way you're not telling the story. <laughs> <before> you <laughs> said it. You, uh, people. All right, let me let me paint the picture for the people out here. We are in line at a great little breakfast spot. Matter of fact, if you if you are on the West Coast, you live in the Pacific Northwest. To be even more specific, and you happen to be in the city of Portland, Oregon. First and foremost holla at your boy second off we are getting we are getting yo my dog is going crazy over here because yeah oh, he know you about
1: to he no. know you about to tell a lie I know, thank I you he know, lie. he know he you about tell to lie. tell a lie we are we are
0: in line we're in line to get breakfast Danny And now we're getting breakfast and coffee he asked me about the menu so i'm telling him hey you know, I get the I get X. I get Y. I said, no, I said, I've tried X. I've tried Y. I've heard good things about Z. He says, all right, well, what do, what do you know about A? Have you tried the sausage? I said, well, first off, first <laughs> off, don't ever ask me if I've tried any sausage and pause. <laughs> don't, don't you ever look at me dead. in the People, He look at me dead center in the eyes. Talk about some. Have you tried this? Have you tried the sausage here? <laughs> hey, yo, hey yeah! I was like, yo, you call me pussy or something up in there? Like, what's
1: going on? Like, what's going on? That was a genuine question, though. Was, uh, like I was curious about the sausage.
0: That's that's like that's like that's like if if someone looked at you and said, "Yo, you've been to Arby's and tried the meat," like you got to just be like, "All right, dog," are like, you trying to fight or something? Like, you got like what? I, I was like, first off, done, and then, and I, it, it just so happened to dawn on me that, of course, we said this in an establishment where there's not a lot of people of our pigmentation. So I said this a little bit louder than I thought I was anticipating it, and I got, I got some looks, I got some looks, and of course, you know, I almost, I almost kind of looked at them back like, yes, excuse you. Sometimes, was, but sometimes you just got to throw that pause in there.
1: That was the best part of the whole weekend.
0: Mm. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, you, so, so now you're wait so now you're saying the sausage was you know never it mind, never, mind, never, mind, never mind
1: never mind yo so ladies and gentlemen this show is brought to you by going for dot com, dot com. head over to going for dot com for all your fantasy needs also for those of you who are on the visual adventure you will see a qr code flash across your screen right now play underdog fantasy football get up to a hundred dollar deposit match if you scan this qr code if you're on the audio adventure with us, go to Underdog, sign up. The promo code is GF2. That's G as in going, F as in four, and the number two for up to a $100 deposit match. Again, play Underdog Fantasy Football and get up to a $100 deposit match using the promo code GF2D. Tonight, like you said, we it is a really loaded show. Would you like to preview what we're talking about other than me asking you if you've tagged tasted the sausage at a breakfast establishment. Hey, yo, what is pause. going on? I was about to say pause again. You didn't give me a, give me a minute, man. All
0: right, all right. All right, that's true. So,
1: people, as Danny
0: said, we got a loaded of agenda today. We're going we're going to start out talking about a little bit of the NFL uh you know get the scouting combine we're seeing a lot of people talking about the franchise tag especially with the deadline today so we'll get into some difficult decisions that had to be made today with some of you guys as franchises out here in regards to the franchise tag Then we're gonna shift over to the nba uh we got some headlines on and off the court um you're gonna obviously me and danny are going to continue our look ahead to the nba playoffs in both the eastern and western conferences and then our quick hitter block we talk a little bit about Luca and D Book. The beef is real. We're going to talk a little bit about John Jones. Uh, I'm going to ask the people a little bit about um, a 12-team dynasty league that I'm thinking about starting. Mm-hmm. We'll chat a little bit about Formula One, and then we are going to end it on a little speak to the cinema. Where Danny, I want to speak a little bit to this Chris Rock special, this yes, new special of his. Uh, or were you able to catch it?
1: Yes, I watched it the other day. Great.
0: Even, even better. Uh, are you ready? Are you, are you ready to just jump into this? Before Let's we do, do before we do, Danny, why don't you let the people know where, oh, you already did let the people know where they can find find us at, right?
1: Uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at speakonit underscore pod. it underscore pod. Mm-hmm.
0: Of course. And of course, people make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter. I want to start this start this broadcast off by giving one of the biggest shout-outs to the queens of ACC hoops, the Virginia Tech Hokies. They are ACC champions, first time in program history. That means two years in a row, the Hokies on both the men's and the men's side last year, the women's side this year won their first ACC crowns. So of course, you know, as a Hokie, I got to I got to show love to the squads So shout out to the to the lady Hokies out here. Danny Let's get into it. Let's start this and thing off it. in the NFL, right? So over the weekend, Danny, we had the NFL scouting combine. We had a lot of prospects, a lot of prospects looking to just continue to chase and rise their draft stock, right? I think we, I think there are a number of, of position, uh, a number of prospects across different positions who really helped their draft stock. So let's start there with draft. Let's start here when we talk about draft stock. Who do you think coming out of the NFL combine really helped their draft stock? And I'm going to challenge you to not say Anthony Richardson, who is the clear and obvious answer.
1: For me, I'm going to be honest, I follow the, the combine not as closely as I used to, but there's one video I saw, and this is the person I had in my mind the entire time anyway, Darnell Washington. Jesus, have mercy for any person who has to lie. So there's a drill. Did you see the video on YouTube of him pushing the, the, the sled? Like it was a baby, and then the other type, tight end prospects, prospects like not struggling, but it was a lot harder for them to move the sled compared to Darnell. Um, he has the measurables; he can do it all. For me, it was Darnell Washington. That that sled video is all I would show if I were trying to draft him in the end of the first, beginning of the second round. I was like, hey, man, this human can do this that no one else. He is he can do what no other person on this planet can do.
0: So you think he you th- do you think he maybe moved himself up to be in discussion for first round, you know, first round selection?
1: I think off athletic traits alone, like I think someone at the end of the first round, especially if you know the board, all their players that they want are gone at the end of the first round. Like if you're the Cowboys and Bijan is gone and it's like, Oh, what do we do? Hey man, I, I can see Jerry like fuck it, let's just get him. And they, he can replace Dalton Shorts because they tag Tony Pollard. Like he's let's do it, let's get this kid. And you don't think Dalton Schultz is coming back? I don't think so. I thought he was going to get tagged. They tagged Tony Pollard. We'll talk about this later. I thought they were going to tag Tony. I mean Schultz. They did and They tagged Tony Pollard. So it means Dalton Schultz probably out of there.
0: It's a great answer, by the way. And I, and I, and I did see him. I think he definitely helped his, his cause. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay on the offensive end, but I'm going to go quarterback, not Anthony Richardson, Dorian Reed, or do- Dorian Thompson yeah. Robinson. Excuse me, Dorian Thompson Robinson obviously anthony richardson got a lot of press got a lot of headlines around his hit the way he tested but i think if you watched a lot of dorian uh, thompson robinson's uh tape and how he measured up i think he's going to go to a team uh probably like a team that's already probably contending maybe they have a a quarterback a team maybe like the lions a team uh uh, a team like maybe the Rams, a team where they have some pieces on offense and they have a quarterback. I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to develop in some time. I think he has a chance. In maybe like two or three years to be a le- maybe a legitimate starting quarterback in this league. Obviously, we know C.J. Stroud. We know Bryce Bryce Young. We know Anthony Richardson are going to be and Will love. are going to be the first four mm-hmm. quarterbacks taken. I think Dorian uh, Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson is going to be right there in terms of top five quarterbacks taken. Like it would not surprise me if he's like a day two. Day two quarterback, like first first quarterback taken in day two. I think um, you know he he ran an offense at at UCLA. Uh, you know before even I think you know obviously under Chip Keller, but even before that, like he started a lot of games. He has a lot of experience. I think I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna have a good opportunity to maybe come in and, and prove himself in, in a couple of years if he's get, if he's able to be drafted into into the right situation. I also think uh, on the other hand. Um, I want to give a. I want to give some. When speaking about the combine, I'm trying to be respectful because a lot of these guys are still trying to live out their dreams, right? I want to say this. Why do we have offensive linemen running the 40 yard dash?
1: Because it's fun. Come on, man, that's fun. It's fun that's watching not, 275, 300 pound men run as fast as they can. It's funny, and now they're more athletic than ever. I enjoy. I enjoy. The offensive and defensive line part of the combine
0: okay so here's my thing in what in what game situation in no. what game situation would a <laughs> offensive lineman need to be running 40 yards at that speed ever
1: a, a screen that's all i got and you run one or two and, screens a game but that's, and even that's then.
0: maybe like that's like five to ten yards
1: yeah. Oh, dog. There. I see no purpose in it. I just enjoy it. There's no purpose I've, in it.
0: It's, so you saw the video of the offensive lineman who was running the forty and like really hurt himself.
1: Yeah, he blew his knee out. Yeah, and then he came back today and did the the bench press and did a high at the combine. Thirty-eight on the bench, which was with really a hurt knee, with the, with the torn ACL. But I will say, I feel like that's the risk you, you take at the combine, combine. A receiver can blow their knee out doing the shuttle drill. It's just unfortunate for that guy.
0: I don't know. Man. I think I think we need to stop offensive linemen from running the forty. Defensive lineman, I get it because you might have to chase somebody down. Like I mean, you might have to chase somebody down. But if you're an offensive lineman, dog.
1: I mean, if you QB throws a, a pick, it'd be nice to know if my 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 offensive tackle may be able to to trace down track down the linebacker. It's I mean it's rare. My favorite part of the combine is when they have the offensive lineman run the 40 and then they uh, superimpose like a receiver, like they had a lineman and they superimpose John Ross, just how f- much faster the receivers are. That's just funny. Like it's good TV. Shout
0: out shout out shout out to all my big men on the offensive line out here, just holding it down. Just holding it down. Just holding it down. I, I will say I heard a lot at this at this uh combine that this is the deepest tight end draft that we've had in mm-hmm. in a while. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, for fantasy purposes, I'm sitting here like, is, is this, is this the, cause you know, in our dynasty league, well, in one of our dynasty leagues, you know, I have, I don't have a first round pick currently. So I'm looking at, I'm like looking at my projections and it's saying I might end up with one of the better tight ends of the class. And I'm like, yo, is my team really going to be the team that just has these nasty tight ends? Like I got Zach Ertz right now. I got Mark Andrews. Uh, like I got some good tight ends, so.
1: So I think you and I in that league just have a plethora. Like I have dull, Like I have a bunch of tight ends too that I'm trying to offload. Yeah. Hold on. I have a. We can keep going. I don't need to look it up. I have a ton yeah. of tight ends. We can
0: talk about it later in our dynasty talk. I just wanted to say that this if this is the year for like tight ends. I, I see it now. I will say, Danny, this is a question for you. What do you think is a position that this combine is lacking? Like, what, what would you say that you're saying? You look at this. You look at this. This draft class, and you're like that. This is one position where I don't think this draft class is strong. I'm gonna be honest with you.
1: Quarterback. It's kind of really corner or quarter? Quarterback. QB. The guy who throws the ball. QB. Yeah. Okay. Now
0: I'm saying, I say this when when I say this, I'm saying there's no, there's no quarterback that you look at and you say, this guy's a for sure franchise quarterback really this is a a class that is deep with this guy with some development can be really really good really
1: so you don't think i so i love cj Stroud, but i know the curse of ohio state quarterbacks in the nfl i understand but and i like bryce young but bryce young's too little but he's the same size as kyler murray
0: again i say this is a this is a class where there's a, a it's a class with a uh, a lot of high ceiling, below floors instead of high yeah. floors, high ceiling type of guys. Like there's yeah. no there's no Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck types. I get it; these are generational quarterbacks. Maybe I should say there's no quarterbacks like Sam Bradford. Guys, you can look at and just be like, this guy's going to be an NFL quarterback, and he could probably start day one, and he could probably be really good. A lot of guys are just going to be like, with some help or some development and the right system, the right pieces.
1: Gosh. The streets hate Sam Bradford.
0: I don't know why he was—he was a good quarterback. He like just couldn't stay, DC couldn't Bradford. stay healthy. He also played under Jeff Fisher, and I don't know if people know, but Jeff Fisher is like one of the worst quarterback—I mean, worst coaches maybe in NFL history. So, uh, Sam
1: Bradford was the last rookie to get uh, a monster deal before the rookie wage scale was implemented. Fun fact:
0: I did not know that. Did not. Yes. Know that. Okay. Uh, speaking of deals, this is a perfect transition. So. We're staying in the NFL. Today was the franchise tag deadline. We're heading to NFL free agency next week. A number of teams had to make some difficult decision on who to franchise tag. So I'm going to ask you, Danny, what team do you think had the most difficult decision today with their franchise tag?
1: I would say Lamar Jackson, but it seems like the Ravens are saying, we're not paying you until we know someone else wants to pay you. For me, it was the New York Giants, right? You had Saquon and you had Daniel Jones. It was which one are you going to pick? They tagged Saquon. They gave Daniel Jones a four-year deal. Um, I'm not mad at it. Quarterbacks are more valuable than running backs. If I was Saquon, I'd be a little bit salty. He's getting $10.1 I would love to see, and this is definitely projecting down the line the next collective bargaining agreement if the running backs don't try to get a sweeter deal because right now running backs are undervalued, underpaid and by the time it's time for them to get paid teams have run them into the ground and they don't get a chance to get that first zeke was the last one zeke did it christian mccaffrey got paid and i think derrick henry got paid like there are a few backs who can pull it off but for the most part uh, the NFL has devalued running backs, and I want to see. I'd love to see how they will handle that in the next collective bargaining agreement. But for me, it was the Giants. Going back to the question.
0: So, with that being said, did you think? Did you did you think when you heard about Daniel Jones's deal and mm-hmm. when they when they paid Saquon, were you one of these fools online who said Daniel Jones making X amount of dollars? Like this is this is franchise QB money? Were you one of those guys?
1: At first, and then I saw that uh, it's 40 million a year, which isn't top. That's that's pretty run-of-the-mill. And then apparently it's essentially two years, and then the the Giants can get out of it relatively easy after two years. So he essentially signed a two-year contract. If you're the Giants, I think that's a good move. Again, if he sucks this year, you draft his replacement. He plays next year while that person develops. And get out of the contract. So yeah, I actually like it for the Giants.
0: So sticking on sticking on Daniel Jones, before I get my answer, I I will say that yo, I got a real hmm, I got a, I might get I might get ranty here. And I'm okay, halfway done with this tequila drink, I got a real problem with some of you fucking quote unquote fans out here. A okay. lot of you bum ass fans get on here, get on social media, and you say. Oh, but when they the, 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 pay, pay the player what they deserve, he good, he played good. And then when they pay these players, what these players say they want to make, be, wanna, wanna be making, here y'all go bitching and complaining. Oh, you got Daniel Jones, 40, 40 mil a year? Who pays Daniel Jones 40 mil a year? Yo, y'all sound like some real hating ass, punk ass motherfuckers out here. Y'all oh. sound real haiti right here. Let me oh. tell you something. First and foremost, I don't care if you're Daniel Jones, Byron Jones, Chris Jones, Jonathan Jones, Tito Jones, or Michael Jackson. If you play in the NFL and you say, yo, I want X amount of dollars per year, I'm going to cheer you on. I'm going to hope you get that money. If Now, whether I believe that you may be worth that money or not, I want to see everybody make that money. Some of you fans are fickle and you're fake, okay? Mm. If you're a New York Giants fan out here, Before Daniel Jones, before Daniel Jones's last year, your team was in poverty. Your team was in fucking hell. They bring in a new GM. They bring in a new head coach. All of a sudden, Daniel Jones and the New York Giants offense looks mad competent. They're winning games they shouldn't win. They went into Minnesota and beat Minnesota in their house. And now you're telling me the dude who was the starting quarterback all year doesn't deserve to get paid $40 million a year. Get the fuck out of here. Get get just get out of here. What can I say some something some to that? Fans, some of you fans keep thinking about or keep keep getting on here talking about, oh, we gotta protect our future. Future. Let me tell you something. One, fuck them draft picks. Two, two, you can put all the resources into your future that you want. But what happens when you draft somebody and they fucking can't play in this league? Now you didn't let somebody walk who you could have paid that can play in this league because you thought you can go out here and draft somebody who can't play in this league. Some of you fans need to stop it. Y'all are not GMs. Y'all are y'all are, y'all are not head coaches. Y'all, you you most of you don't even know what the fuck you're looking at when you're watching this sport. Stop it. I'm gonna just yeah, I'd let that out because a lot of y'all have me hot. A lot of y'all, y'all hating on Daniel Jones. This dude been stinking these last couple years. He finally got an offensive coach who developed Josh Allen. Same offensive guy who developed Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts back in college. Now you're telling me after one year of taking this quarterback who was turnover heavy, eliminating turnovers, focusing on skill sets that he likes to do that includes running the ball, short passes, screens, utilizing Saquon Barkley, all of a sudden you're saying he don't deserve to be paid. The same, you same punk ass fans, if they would have gave Saquon Barkley 40 million over four years or 50 million over four years, you would have had a problem with that too. Are you paying a running back that type of money when you could have paid Daniel Jones? Shut the fuck up, some of you. You make me sick. You make me sick. Now, in terms of who had the most difficult decision with their franchise tag. Of course, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens because, yo, fam. Actually, no. No, I'm going to actually go off of that because I'm going to go, I'm going to, get, I'm going to get back on the Ravens. I'm going to go back on my soliloquy to get on the Ravens. I'm going to go to the Dallas Cowboys, actually. I'm going to switch it over to the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I think the Dallas Cowboys, as we were talking about earlier, had a decision to make, right? I think they were either going to franchise tag Dalton Schultz. Our franchise tag Tony Pollard. I think when you look at Tony Pollard, you and you look at uh, Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, it's easy if you've been watching if you've been watching the Cowboys games, you know that Zeke is the more trusted back in goal line situations. But obviously, Tony Pollard is easily the more explosive running back. Like easily, he's the more explosive running back. You can see you can see the way they utilize him in both the passing game and the running game. He he is a bolt of offense for this team. I think it's difficult to, to franchise tag him because, I mean, man, I mean, ne- ne- next year if he balls out, I mean, y'all are going to have to pay him. I think you're yep. going to have to pay him, which means you're probably going to have to let Zeke go. And that's a difficult – Zeke gone this year. Yeah, which means you, you think so? Yeah,
1: Zeke's gone. Well, you know, I take that back. Pollard blew his leg out. Maybe not. Maybe we get one more year Zeke. But they can – like They can get out of Zeke's contract this summer.
0: Yeah, which, listen, Zeke, one of my favorite players, It's, but it's tough. It's tough because you're a running back. But, I mean, think about it. It's been – it's 2023. This will be the 2023-2024 season this year. Last time – Zeke Zeke finished college in 2014. That's the year they won the national championship, right? That well, was yeah, the first time? year of the playoff. So it's almost been 10 years of Zeke. He was taking number two overall. Those first three years of Zeke's career, three or four years of Zeke's career, I mean, he was, I mean, he was he was getting like Derrick Henry like carries now. They were just oh, yeah, utilizing, utilizing. Ran utilizing him into utilizing. the dirt. So it's gonna to be tough. Uh, you know, now I think Zeke's on the last maybe back three, four, maybe two, three, four, four years. Excuse me. He's on the back two, three, four years of his career. So hopefully they can start to turn the corner now. Reversing course a little bit to talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore. I get it. Ozzy, Eric DaCosta, you guys have been running a great, great organization for years. Um, you won a Super Bowl in 2012, so it's been about 11 years. Before that, you had the, you know, the, what was it, 2000 Ravens, I believe? Oh, 2001 Ravens, whatever. No, it's 2000 Ravens. Great, one of the greatest defenses one of the greatest teams of all time. Yep. yep. Maybe about five years ago, y'all drafted Lamar Jackson, who has turned out to be easily the best quarterback in Ravens franchise history, easily the best quarterback in Ravens franchise history. Mm-hmm. So Baltimore, this is what I don't understand. If you have the best quarterback that your franchise has ever seen on your roster, you've put him in, you've put him in an offense where it's very run heavy and he's not And even with It being very run heavy, he's still able to pass the ball at a very, at at a good rate. He's a unanimous MVP. He's basically turned a tight end into a wide receiver one because you bum ass fools don't want to give him a wide receiver one, even though you guys keep drafting wide receivers. Yet y'all don't want to just give him the guaranteed dollars that he wants to get. That's my first issue. Just pay him the guaranteed dollars, figure out a way to make the numbers work, and then figure it out later. That's my first issue here. My second issue, to all you quote-unquote supposed Baltimore Ravens fans out here who are saying we can just draft another potential MVP, I want you to know you are a fucking moron. You don't know football. You don't know ball, and you shouldn't speak on sports. Let me tell you why. Do you know how hard it is to draft a franchise quarterback? Danny, do you know how hard it is for an NFL team to draft a franchise quarterback?
1: extremely hard
0: it's extremely hard do you know how hard it is to draft a franchise quarterback that is dynamic as Lamar Jackson is both running and passing the ball
1: even harder Paul even
0: even harder pause so you mean to tell me that there are people out here who are thinking maybe these guys should not pay the quarterback that they have designed this entire offense around people they intentionally They run 60 to 70% of the time because of the way both Lamar plays and how the team is built, and y'all are going to sit here and tell me that this man's crazy for wanting these guaranteed dollars? Yo, shut the fuck up. I'm glad some of you fucking Twitter finger GMs will never be GMs because your team would be probably worse than your fucking trash-ass fantasy teams, you stupid bums. Go ahead, Danny. I don't know
1: what else to say I agree I mean Kyle
0: says if you combine the Ravens and the old Browns franchise Lamar Jackson is probably the second best QB all time but yes clearly the best QB the Ravens have ever had Kyle I'm strictly just talking about the Baltimore Ravens I think obviously if you count the old Browns franchise maybe maybe to your point but it like I <laughs> If I'm the Raven, like see if I'm the Ravens, I'm cutting some other people to find ways that I can pay Lamar Jackson. And I'm figuring out some other holes on this roster. People, you cannot win the National Football League without a good quarterback. Too many of too many of Unless you. Unless you're
1: fucking, the 49ers.
0: No, because they can't do shit.
1: Well he got they, hurt. Well, you know, 49ers fans think if Brock Purdy did get hurt they'd win the Super Bowl. No,
0: 49ers fans, you're you're smoking the reefer that E40 is out there because I don't know what the fuck y'all doing. Nah, they about.
1: they doing they doing heroin.
0: Like you were doing, dog, you cannot win in the National Football League without premier quarterback play. Okay? You need you you need top 15 to really you need top 12 Top 12 QB play to win a Super Bowl, to be successful in this league. There are too many. Yo, the Tennessee Titans have a lot of good pieces on that team. The quarterback position is probably the worst hole of that team, and they can't figure shit out. The San Francisco 49ers, again, another team from top to bottom, have a lot of good players, can't figure out the quarterback position. They was gassing up Brock Purdy, dog. Y'all don't realize how fucking sick in the mind that is. They was guessing that Mr. Irrelevant, like he wasn't Mr. Irrelevant. Hello. Like so, there was a reason why he was taking – like if he was that good, he would have been taken way before he was.
1: And Talk some of him. y'all
0: really want to sit here and think that you can just win Super Bowls with top, 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 top 30. Like people, there's the legit yes, there are 32 starting quarterbacks, but only 12, 12 to 15 of them honestly know how to play the position. Only twelve of them, dog. Like I man, I don't I mean, I don't know.
1: You on fire tonight. You just keep going. Like you, like, you on fire tonight. They they're
0: they killing me. Like, do y'all do y'all watch the NFL? Some of y'all watch Ryan Tannehill line up for 16, 17 games a year. You get on you get on Twitter talking about some. Oh, I can't believe the Titans are playing Ryan Tannehill at the quarterback position. Then y'all get mad when when a team wanna play wanna pay Daniel Jones for stinking a lot less than he did the year before, under one year in a brand new system, and a brand new offense. Do some of you even watch the NFL? Do you know anything about sports and how to build a roster? There's a reason why the same teams are consistently good because they know how to build a roster around their quarterback. Do y'all realize the Green Bay Packers have a history, a history of Getting, developing, and keeping franchise quarterback. And now they're in a position where they don't really want to break up with their franchise quarterback because they, he's been around for so long. But after year 15, 16, and 17, they have to look at the next the next franchise quarterback who's been sitting for four to five years. <sighs> okay. Some of you are going to be, some of you, I really hope, I really hope never, ever, ever do any type of GMing outside of your dynasty fantasy football leagues. Because let me tell you something, dynasty fantasy football, it's not real football, people. It is it is a hobby that makes us money. But some of you are not good GMs in real life. You're not good GMs probably in dynasty either. That's why you're throwing money away, losing money every year. Because you don't you just don't think. You just, Some mean. of you just don't think about what you say about sports when you say it. Stop talking about sports, some of you. That's crazy. On that's crazy. to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> on to the NBA. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Jesus take it away. On to the NBA. Danny. The NBA was also full of a lot of headlines. I think we both can agree. They were on yep. the court headlines and they were off the court headlines. Let's start off the court. Let's just address the monkey in the room, right?
1: Oh, that's low key racist.
0: That's us address the elephant in the room. The Memphis Grizzlies had a had quite the weekend. Uh, social media video surfaced on Saturday morning. NBA All-Star Ja Morant is now taking a step away from the team after this video that surfaced Saturday morning. Started at least two games. Coach Taylor Jenkins said they don't really know how long that he's going to be away from the team. So, Danny, I want to ask you, how do you think this job ja being away from the team affects the Memphis Grizzlies going forward and do you think his eventual return will help be a rallying effort for the team as they look ahead to the playoffs?
1: So before we get these jokes off, because we got jokes, hope Ja gets the help that he needs. This is a very serious issue that he's going through right now, and it seems like he really needs some help. I hope he gets the opportunity to grow up and mature, and I hope he gets the help that he needs, right? like that, Let's address that. Now, my brother Ja. I'm going to go out and say, who's to say he comes back this year, right? Because in his in his statement that was released through Nike, he was talking about he stressed, this, that, in the third. Like, you don't fix that over the course of two or three games. If we're really focused on Ja as a person, as a whole, it does not make sense for him to come back until the playoffs, even at the playoffs, because I don't think this Grizzlies team has a chance to win a championship anyway. I know they're the second seed in the West, but I don't know if they can win the championship second thing who's if he returns like is this going to be a rallying cry? who's to say this doesn't happen again because it's not like he's coming back from things that he couldn't control right it's not like a family member passed away and he's coming back and he's playing in their honor it should because he's just making stupid decisions like how's that supposed to make me feel better how am i supposed to rally around and do i ain't tell you pull out a 22 in a strip club with your nipples out like that wasn't me well, oh, I got to rally around that for.
0: First <laughs> stuff. I'm going to start by saying, I'm going to talk to the fellas real quick. Fellas, if you're in the strip club and you're on live while you're in the strip club, your nipples should not be the first nipples that anyone sees in this video. Bingo. We should see a whole lot of nipples that aren't yours,
1: that are, are not your breast, women's breast.
0: Yes. Now, Danny, I'm going to also echo. I really hope that John Moran is taking this time um, away from the team to get the help that he deserves. I think he is, you know, one of the five to ten best players in the NBA. And I think um, I think like he he is the face of not only, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies, but he's the face of, of really the city of Memphis. He's one of the biggest, biggest draws to the city of Memphis. He's one of the biggest draws to this league. Um, yes. so I really hope ja is taking time to you know take the you know get the help that he needs. That being said, NBA young Ja, Ja with
1: Ja Warant. I saw one that.
0: Wait say that again?
1: like war, instead of Warren Ja Warrant
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty modern war jaw. Let me tell you something. first off, <laughs> I was, I'm going to be honest with y'all. When I saw the video, I knew I was going to get on social media and just enable this with full blown ignorance. Full blown ignorance. Yes. Full blown. I was, I was like, oh, he's just exercising his right to, he's just exercising his Second Amendment right to the club. Now, Danny, I think it was you over the weekend who told me Tennessee is an open carrying state. YSL yeah, Moran. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bam. (laughs) YSL Morant. Thank you, Bam. Uh, (laughs) Now, I saw it and I was like, Bam. My initial reaction was, yo, if Gilbert Arenas didn't get get in trouble for a very similar incident back in the day, ain't no way Adam Silver is going to have the cojones to take away John Moran boy was I wrong boy was I wrong boy was I wrong uh do you remember that Gilbert Gilbert Arena's incident
1: yeah he got suspended for the year for that he bought a gun into the locker room for the year yeah Gilbert Arena's got suspended for a year dog you think David Stern gonna let a black man walk into one of his arenas with the strap and flash it nah dog david i tweet this david stern in heaven right now saying hey god let me go down there for one day this job yeah. should be done before the sun go down
0: okay well maybe i gotta maybe, maybe maybe i gotta take my whole stance back then i thought i thought david stern didn't do nothing about it because i did not know i didn't oh, I, no, I thought i thought I, I thought gilbert didn't get suspended maybe i was wrong
1: oh no dog you know david david stern punished black people the second he could he mm. did fail
0: yeah you're right you're right he did love to bring that hammer down pause all right well Ja, uh man i'll tell you what i don't think i i think where i differ from your opinion i don't think he's going to be gone for the rest of the season i don't
1: before. think he is either i'm sorry i should have. i don't think i think he's going to return mm-hmm. i'm saying if we're if this is really about him finding the help that he needs you don't solve these problems over the course of one or two weeks right because these are issues about the people that he's around this is issue about the things that he, you know, if he's really this is how he deals with stress, like these are things that take time. Yeah. it's not just a two-week thing. I think yeah. he's coming back. You're right, especially as we get close to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, who in here spamming us? Here we go. All right. My who is this? Hey yo, irregular offer Gun- promotion.
0: So, people, if you are listening to the audio adventure, we just got a message that someone whose name is Ir- irregular gunch wants to offer a promotion. For our channel for views, followers, and chat bots. I promise you, we don't need it. Shout out to Bam, shout out to Kyle, shout out to everyone else who's watching. Uh no, I think I definitely think I think give it maybe about two weeks. Maybe I think maybe two weeks, two, yeah, I think about two weeks. And then I think John Morant's gonna return. I can tell you, I anticipate when John Morant returns, and, and this is all seriousness, all seriousness with no jokes intended. I do think when he comes back, I think we're going to hear a lot of accountability. I think we're going to hear a yes. lot of, um, you know, this was nobody else's fault but mine. I got to make better decisions. And I think that's what the league is looking for. I think that's what the league really wants. I think, both, not just the league. I think that's what the Grizzlies really want. They want Jahl to just come out and just be like, hey, this is, this was me. I have to stop making bad decisions and I am yes. going to do better as the face of this franchise, as the city, and as one of the, the faces of the league. And, I think um, I think if you are a fan of both John Morant and you're a fan of the game, we have to allow this this young man to come back, uh, and we got to give him some grace because we also got to remember he's he's not a he's not a a vet. There's no vets really on that team. John Morant is a 23 year old young man who's who was thrust upon over 200 million, and there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. We live in an era where people think they can say whatever they want to say to you online with no repercussions. And so you you probably have to imagine some of the things that he probably hears on a day to day. Yeah. Yeah. He's up a lot of money. Yes. He's very famous. But fam, I, I really wish I really wish more people, more regular people had more insight to some of the things you fucking clowns out here say to these nba nfl and other professional athletes like shit is just sweet like um my bad we live in a we live in an era where people think they can just say whatever they want on social media and there be no repercussions and i think a lot of you and i mean a lot of you out here have never got the shit slapped out of you. Have never got punched in your fucking face. Um, so you don't know that you cannot talk to people any type of way. And if you do, you should be prepared for however they, re- however they want to internalize and deal with that. A lot of people out here live to play the victim. They want to play the victim. So they're going to say these nasty things to you. And when you slap the shit out of them, whether you're up 200 million or maybe you up 200,000. Now it's a, Oh, oh why are you slapping? You should, it was just a joke. Or should, even if you're
1: hosting the Oscars.
0: Or if you're hosting the Oscars. Like, listen, I just think going forward, if you say it, be prepared to answer for it, which yes. is why me, I don't necessarily say I'm not going to say I don't say nothing crazy, but I don't say nothing crazy that I don't think someone might deal with. And Bam, I'll
1: let Bam. you know right
0: now, no, you wouldn't. Bam is in the in, is currently in our chat saying I'd beat the shit out of John Morant. No, you wouldn't. No, you Bam wouldn't. is a
1: big man though. Bam is a big okay. dude. Okay. See, huh? here we go. He, he, He's an offense. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that he would, but he's the size of like an NFL left tackle, no cap. Do we,
0: okay. Do we think that fight is going to be fair by any stretch of the imagination?
1: If John pull out that little twenty two he had in the club, he. would...
0: <laughs> so this is the this is the other thing about fighting with celebrities that I, I don't think a lot of people take into account. A lot of y'all think it would be a one on one, and a lot of y'all it think would it, it, a no. it, it would be hell no. It would never do. be. It will never be a one-on-one, and it will never be a fair fight. You are you getting get jumped close. almost instantaneously, and it's probably going to be one of the worst ass whoopings you probably ever have to take. Now, Bam, yes. you sound like a big dude, so you don't give up a fight, so you better hope Ja got at least – Ja only got – you better hope Ja only got, like, one or two. You might be able to take one or two. Nah, but if he I got think like Ja going to have, like, six, seven
1: dudes around him. Are you talking about punches or people?
0: Yeah, and they are going to – fam. Th- this is why – I was watching an interview one time with Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich once said, why would you ever play with someone who got this type of money who could potentially get you touched if they really, really wanted to? Let me tell you something, dog. And that's why I was like, you know what? Yeah. Imagine a rich person gives six thick-ass Jason Momoa-looking Dwayne The Rock Johnson bodyguards about 150 k and say, hey, don't worry about no lawyer fees, nothing. Him over there, deal yeah. with him. Don't worry about no lawyer fees, no nothing. We'll deal with that. But him over there, go deal with him. What do you think? And, and what do you think they're going to do? They are going to kick your ass, and when you when you go to court, they're going to find a way to settle. And, look, and not even, didn't you have to read the chat to hear to see Bam's comment? I'm suing afterwards, which is why, which is another reason why I think a lot of people will be talking to these athletes the way they do. They'd be wanting to sue so they can settle. I'm not going to tell you what type of shit I think that is, but it starts with a P and ends with some, ends with a Y. And that's all I'm going to say. And that's all I'm going to say.
1: I can't think of anything right now.
0: Okay. Let's transition to some Lawrence to court stuff, right? because the nba is all about basketball and there was some really great basketball actually played this weekend all jokes aside there was actually a lot of really good basketball uh, played this weekend danny and uh man the sixers ended the bucks impressive winning streak the lakers outlasted the return of steph curry yep. and the warriors yours your Mavs was an absolute mm. thriller versus the suns The Knicks and the Celtics went to two overtimes. And I don't know if you stayed up late enough to watch, but the Clippers, after giving up 51 in the third, go on a 20-2 to run to come back versus the Grizzlies um, on, I believe, Sunday night. So I got to ask you, who do you think had the most impressive victory of the weekend?
1: Before I go into that, I will say, like we said at the top of the show, I was on the West Coast this weekend.